0: There are a lot of things that i didn't attempt because i didn't believe that i could be the first person to do it and i think i get so proud when i look at our generation because i think the one thing that we are really doing is owning who we are and because we are the first to create these online communities because we are the first to be willing to have conversation and acknowledge when we are wrong and acknowledge when we need to maybe change the way that we think about certain things It is going to come with fear, a little bit of fear, a little bit of self-doubt, because we're definitely all trying to figure this out as we go. But my ability to be able to add value to the world and to be impactful in the spaces that I find myself in Start with me believing that I am who God says I am. Do me, and welcome to it. You are tuned into yet another episode of That's Funny with me, your host, Bob Breezy. And if you're new here, it's absolutely fabulous meeting you on this podcast. Honestly, it's just chilled vibes. So if you're expecting something put together, something eloquently, you know, pieced together, girl, you are in the wrong place <laughs> because this is definitely not that place. The heart behind this podcast is definitely learning, unlearning and becoming this is supposed to be just a safe space for us to as besties as online besties navigate through all the different things that we kind of face um, in our lives and our 20s and just growing up and trying to figure this thing out funny enough actually i need to stop saying in our 20s because the more i engage with people on instagram and the dms and in real life the more i realize that you know (laughs) This is very scary to say because I I don't know like if this is something I should be saying but it shocks me every time to my core when I'm interacting with women specifically who are married and women who have children and women who are five even like in their 30s, you know, like much, much, much older than me because a very big part of myself believed that I'm just a girl. Like in my head, I really am just a girl and I'm fooling around on the internet, just having conversation as I feel led to. And so it doesn't make sense to me why someone who is married would even remotely be um, moved or inspired or even relate to the content that i put out here um someone who's much older than me and more experienced in life someone who has children like to me there was this one comment on youtube um, where this mom was like i love everything that you've shared on study tips and whatever i've got a child who's in grade five can you help me figure this out and i was like you're asking me <laughs> you're asking barbara to help you figure out how to navigate like the whole educational what do you call it? What I'm looking for this word, guys. I can see the word in my head as a picture, but I, I can't I can't get the word out of my mouth. But the the for lack of a better term, let's call it a playing field. The educational playing field. You're asking me for advice. That's very crazy. That's very insane. And I think it, it really just ties in with my experience tonight. For those of you who are watching me on youtube and can see me in the channel memberships first and foremost i want to thank you so much for your support i think you don't realize this but those 19 rands (laughs) go a very long way in terms of making content and just keeping the lights on overall so i really am grateful to every single one of you i definitely don't take you for granted and if it were up to me i would form every single inch of my life just to give you a a thank you because that's the only way I know how to thank you. And so with my words, although I don't feel sufficient, I just want to say thank you. I don't feel are sufficient. I want to say thank you. Um, But the reason why I'm dressed in school uniform and I look like a school kid is because I just come back from after school is after school with your girl, sis, G, you. And I just want to say what an incredible woman she is. I think tonight being able to be in the same room and really watch her do what she does best which is share her heart and really speak to the experiences that we're going through but can't really enunciate with our words. I think she really does give vocabulary to a lot of the things that we're feeling on the inside and watching her just do her thing in person was such a powerful thing to witness first of all the hand of God over her life and the work that he's doing in and through her and just how far trusting in what God has put on the inside of you can take you as a person but more than being proud of her and the woman that she's become I think it was very affirming for me and where I find myself in the places that I am currently navigating because a lot of the times, like I said right at the beginning, I don't feel like I'm good enough. A lot of the times, I don't even feel like my story or my voice matters. And I think that's why I throw myself so much into biographies and into personal um, podcasts like Google Leto's and watching YouTubers like your ZX on. I literally only watch ZX online. I don't know why I keep saying YouTubers. Like I watch a lot of YouTubers. I literally don't. It's probably just ZX, Sibun Banza and KM's here and there. But I'm lying. There's probably a lot more than that. You see now I'm telling lies on the internet. Let me stop it right there. Um, but yes, just being able to watch people like that, And seeing them come into their own is so affirming for me because I can see my journey in their journey. And it gives me hope that, you know what? They also didn't have it figured out at the beginning and they also have times where they feel like it's a bit shaky. I mean, I'm currently reading Becoming by Michelle Obama. I don't know how many times I've been saying I'm reading this book and I feel like I'll keep reading it over and over and over again and keep watching YouTube episodes about her because I'm so intrigued by the fact that someone can be the first lady of an entire United States of America and still battle with thoughts of imposter syndrome self-doubt and just fear and anxiety when she has to go and speak and it's like you're michelle obama dude what do you mean you get imposter syndrome that's crazy because you're the person that we feel like we are imposters too too But I think hearing those stories and hearing how they deal and navigate through those things kind of gives me the confidence to know that, okay, okay, we're all kind of human beings and we're all experiencing the same feelings. It's just about learning how to quiet those voices and tapping into everything that God says about you because obviously that's the ultimate truth. But in arriving there tonight, I got there and the very first person that I spoke to was a man. Um, I think he was about 29 years old. If he's listening to this or watching this, and you're not 29, I'm so sorry. But I literally meet him and he comes up to me, he's like, You're Barbara, right? I'm like, Yes, oh my gosh, how did you know? And he's like, I watch your channel all the time, absolutely love your work, la la la. And he's just going off. I'm distracted for two reasons. Reason number one, I'm distracted because this man hugged my soul, okay? And I mean this in the most platonic way possible. I think something that I really appreciate is people who are able to hug. And one day, I really wish that I can get to a point where someone will just sit me down and teach me how to hug people in a way that makes you feel held, in a way that makes you feel special and, you know, just seen. And that's what that hug did for me. Like, the way he hugged me, guys, I felt this man can see me (laughs) he can see me but again very in the most platonic way absolutely possible i just think he's an amazing hugger and i was like wow that's a skill i really envy if there's a skill that i really wish i had is the ability to hug really well and the ability to make music if i could do those two things listen listen i'd be unstoppable but he's speaking to me and i'm distracted because he gave me a good hug but i'm also distracted because this man definitely looks 29 ish around that area if he's not over the age of 30 he's much older than me um and he's a man so for me i'm like you're a man you're telling me you love my channel you're telling me you relate to the stuff i say i'm like how is this even possible like how is this happening and as the night progresses um i encounter more people i speak to more people get into conversation with a lot of incredible people who first of all i think affirm so much again so affirming and I'm so grateful to everyone who comes and greets me in person you have absolutely no idea how much that does for a creator who is definitely trying to still figure out their voice and their stance in the industry that they find themselves in but more than that I think in engaging with different kinds of people I get to experience God on a new level, I think when I see different people and get to know different people and get to know their flaws and the depths of who they are, and then still see the hand of God over their lives and how God works in them and through them, I learn something new about God. And then I learn something new about myself and an area of my life where I've kind of maybe been limiting God to move and work. And what I learned tonight and what I keep on learning when I engage with people on the internet, the moms and the wives and the men and the, you know, everyone in between, I realize that representation goes way beyond people who look like me and have similar backgrounds to me. And I think this is something that is evolving my idea of representation is growing as I get older and as I move in different spaces because I think representation first had to start for myself and one of my biggest 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 tips because I get asked this all the time like how are you so confident how how do you own who you are how do you how do you and for me the biggest thing has always been I had to learn to find girls that look like me and find people who sound like me, dress like me, are like me, in order for me to become fully accepting of who I was. Because I think because of the environment that I grew up in and because of all of the different voices that I heard that were telling me that I was too much or that I wasn't good enough, I kind of learned to put myself down. And in order for me to get out of that, I had to see people who looked like me be celebrated and I say this all the time, but this is 100% how I got into being obsessed with the Miss Universe pageant and Miss South Africa and all this stuff in between. I didn't watch that stuff growing up thinking that, okay, one day I'm going to eventually enter Miss South Africa and that's a goal of mine. But when I started watching it, it was literally because I stumbled across it in primary school on television by accident. And for me, it was, wow, here is a girl who is skinny and here is a girl who is dark skin in the case of like a Nivea ad and they're being celebrated they're being celebrated for their body type they're being celebrated for their skin they're being celebrated for their personality and I see myself in that person so that means that there is a space in the world where I too can be celebrated I too belong and I too have value value that's the word i was looking for which is something that i didn't believe that i had for a very long time because again of the voices that i had allowed in of my head but also because of the people pleaser first daughter eldest child overachiever teacher's pet thing that was inside of me that just always wanted to be and meet the expectations of everyone around me and everything that they had placed and the ideas that they had of me Tonight was really powerful in that I realized the power of conversation. I realized the power of opening the door and letting people in, letting people um, see you in your fullness and just sharing your story with the world. I mean, when I take Google, for example, I think for me, what I took away from tonight is that I definitely still have a lot of growing to do in terms of owning who I am and being unashamed of my thoughts and my opinions and everything that goes on inside my head and in my heart. Um, And this is largely because of, again, my upbringing and just in high school, constantly hearing that I was doing too much and I was just being a lot, that I got to a point where I became my biggest critic. So that Before I step outside of the doors of my house, before I enter onto the high school grounds, I've already judged myself a hundred times and I've removed everything that anyone could possibly nitpick so that by the time I get outside, nobody does it for me. But what happens is as years go by, this becomes a self-deprecating voice and a behavior that forces you to shrink yourself in spaces everywhere you go and be apologetic about everything you do no matter how well you do it. If I'm being completely honest what it forced me to come to terms with and confront is the fact that actually I might not have completely allowed myself to 100% be who I am and 100% own my voice. There is a lot of things from my high school experience that I need to unpack for myself and I need to let go of the damage that it has done to me because I think because of the critical self deprecating voice that I had developed in my head I always amplified the negative things that people highlighted about me to the degree that I allowed that to shape the way that I led in high school, in all the leadership positions that I found myself in, I think the second time around when we went from, okay, primary school, I heard the ground was saying I was dominating, I was doing too much, and then we moved to high school, and I'm like, okay, you need to be different now, like, you need to do better, and I remember even when it came to prefect elections, I was like, I'll even be lucky to be a prefect, like, God would be doing me a very big favor, and then later on, I find out I'm the head girl, and it's like, Okay, so you guys put me in this position again. I thought I was dominating. I thought you guys hated me. Like, what is happening? And this is also just because now I'm faced with, or like I said, I'm hearing this from the five students on the ground. So this is the loudest voice in my head. And then I'll hear a teacher. I had one teacher, and I think I've mentioned this on Becoming Barbara, who pulled me aside one day. I'll never forget, after life orientation. And the gist of the entire conversation was that... I need to reduce myself to the level of the room that I'm in. And so even hearing that from a teacher, and I mean, when you hear it from students, it's one thing, but hearing it from a teacher, someone that you respect, you almost start to then realize that, oh, MG, like maybe I am a bad person. Maybe I am doing too much and I need to like shut it down. And so I realized throughout my adult life that I keep navigating spaces, trying to make myself smaller just in case somebody thinks I'm being too much because I've allowed the voice in my head to ring louder than what God has called me into those spaces to do and to accomplish. And I think with this podcast episode, what I really wanted to do is just come on here to honor everybody that enters into conversation online, whether it be on the DMs, whether it be in the comment section, whether it be in person when you see your favorite creator. Then I'm not even speaking exclusively to this podcast or my channel, but just in the entire creator economy of South Africa, I think you have no idea how much power you as a listener have when you enter into the conversation like i said right at the beginning of this podcast episode i am a firm believer that representation starts with conversation and if it hadn't been for you on the other side of the screen commenting and adding your voice to the stories that we share on the internet the communities that we have online wouldn't exist you are the people that build the communities that we have you are the people that make this a safe space for us to learn to unlearn and to become all that we were called to be and I think I get so proud when I look at our generation because I think the one thing that we are really doing is owning who we are and we're not afraid to have conversation. I mean, obviously, things like that have been made possible by social media. We're able to have access to people who are on the other side of the world, whereas our parents, you know, were kind of confined to whoever was in front of them because they probably didn't even have cell phones to begin with. Um... But I think there's so much power in your presence here. There's so much power in you adding value to conversations online. And as much as you might not be a content creator yourself, you might not be making podcast episodes. You might not be um, even taking up the courage To do what you know God is calling you to do, because I also know that there are a lot of people who are listeners on podcasts, who are listening on YouTube, watching on YouTube. You know that God has called you to kind of step up and create something, step up and add your voice to the conversation, but you haven't necessarily done that. I really want to encourage you and say there is no one whose voice is too small, and there is no one whose story is too unknown. There is no person who is too unknown to step forward and share their story. There's actually a quote that I'm remembering now. Let me grab my journal because I'm a big journaler and I journal everything. I've got a journal for the books that I'm reading. I've got a journal for my podcast episodes, thanks to Google, shout out. (laughs) I've got a journal for my YouTube episodes. I've got a journal for absolutely everything. And so in this journal, I am marking down everything that I read in Becoming by Michelle Obama that kind of speaks to me. And there's actually one quote that I want to read to you that I think is relevant to this conversation. And I'm going to grab my book here so I can read it to you. Failure is a feeling long before it becomes an actual result. And I think when I look at my life and how far I've come so far in my journey of becoming, in my journey of owning who I am and chasing after my dreams full force, I think what I realize is that There are a lot of things that I didn't attempt because I didn't see it being done before. There are a lot of things that I didn't attempt because I didn't believe that I could be the first person to do it. And over the December period, I, not even December, like towards the end of last year and a lot over December and January, I was constantly led to read the book of Esther and I never understood why like I, I still am trying to completely figure out the solid why God continually has me going over the story of Esther but you know how that famous part of Esther I think it's 414 that says um, you were made queen for such a time as this but with Esther's story what you realize is she dared to believe that she could be the first to do it for her people and for her family and when you read a lot of the stories in the Bible of people who rise up from very small and humble beginnings to great kings and, you know, positions of power and palaces and even maybe just being used by God in the smallest ways, it all starts with them taking the step forward to believe that, you know what, if God says I'm capable of doing this, if this is what's beating on the inside of my chest I need to take the first step I think for us and our generation like I'm saying because we are the first to create these online communities because we are the first to be willing to have conversation and acknowledge when we are wrong and acknowledge when we need to maybe change the way that we think about certain things it is going to come with fear a little bit of fear a little bit of self-doubt because we're definitely all trying to figure this out as we go but I think this quote, for me, helped me reshape the way that I view my voice on the internet, again, in partnership with everything and every conversation that I got to be a part of tonight, just at Kuguletu's event, um, is that it really all starts in my head first, hey? My ability to be able to add value to the world and to be impactful in the spaces that I find myself in starts with me believing that I am who God says I am we have to learn hey I think we really have to learn to have uncomfortable conversations with ourselves um uncomfortable conversations with our peers and just take away the shame and the shame (laughs) really just shame um that comes with being vulnerable enough to say I don't know what's your opinion? Can I learn from you? Being comfortable enough to say, yo, this is what I thought yesterday, but maybe what I thought isn't enough for where I am today. And I need to learn a little more. I need to listen a little more. I need to maybe be more observant in conversations, but also then being wise enough and bold enough to step up and speak when you have something to add to the conversation. And I think just because of social media and the fact that everyone has podcasts, everyone has um, YouTube channels. Sometimes it feels like what you want to say and your addition to the conversation is not valuable because it's not going to sound as eloquent as the next person or as deep and impactful as someone else. But the truth is, what you say doesn't have to be deep. It doesn't have to sound deep. You don't have to speak, and then all of us must say, you're it, it It doesn't have to be earth shattering. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking. It just has to be you. And that's something that I'm learning. I'm learning that it's okay to be Barbara. It's okay to still be learning and still be trying to figure it out but it's also very important that you're not ashamed to raise your voice when you're given the opportunity. I quickly had to grab my Becoming journal so (laughs) I've got Becoming the book right and then I've got a journal that I write all my Becoming the book quotes in and then I've got the Becoming journal which is a completely separate thing but right at the back of the book i think it's called a blurb i can't remember i wasn't paying attention in english in primary school but this is what it says and this is the quote that i want to leave you with because i think it really ties in the heart of what i was trying to say throughout this podcast episode and yeah i literally just remembered it as i was speaking to you but i wanted to read it to you and leave you with this well she says there's power in allowing yourself to be known and be heard in owning your unique story and in using your authentic voice and there's grace in being willing to know and hear others and I think as I grow up and as I'm trying to be intentional about crafting and shaping with God the woman that I'm becoming and the opinions that I have and just my worldviews at large it's become so important and it's become such a great priority for me to read books um and mostly autobiographies, not autobiographies, biographies written by the person about their lives. I think after this Michelle Obama book, I definitely am going to read Finding Me by Viola Davis and then The Light We Carry by Mrs. Osh- Michelle Obama and then Why We Should All Be Feminists because I, I saw that book and I was like, this is a very interesting book. And then there's another book that I saw, but it's just like all these books on different um topics and different people and just learn from them just learn from their experiences learn from their mistakes and hear what what they have to say about certain things because i think that nobody great becomes great by just thinking that their thoughts are the way the truth and the light i think definitely greatness comes with conversation greatness comes in learning how to listen i don't think that there is actually anyone in the world who is self-made. I think we're definitely a product of our communities, the voices that we allow into our heads and how willing we are to learn from other people. And I think if anyone ever remembers anything about me in my life, when I die, in <laughs> is that I was willing to learn. Um, I was willing to engage in conversation and I was willing to allow community to shape and, almost be the salt to who i am so in the same way that salt will bring flavor to a dish and will make certain elements of a dish come alive i think that's exactly what community does for me so whether it's my friends around me whether it's my pastors and my leaders or it's just the mentors that i have who are far away from me that i learn from through books and stories and watching their interviews Um, I definitely am chasing after the salt and I hope that in chasing after the salt um, that I can also be a form of flavor ring to somebody else's life. Um, But it starts with me believing that I'm capable of doing it and believing that everything that God has placed on the inside of me is good enough and is enough for me to accomplish that.